This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA Livecast. Happy Pride Month! The Livecast was going to celebrate by creating a special rainbow line of merchandise. But then some Republican chuds contacted Human Resources about it. So as a compromise, we are going to give away Rob's used condoms. Hope you're happy, chuds. Our IP live cast starts now. Uh, I wasn't, uh, nobody checked in with me on this giveaway because I don't have used condoms. Well, I you use used condoms. I don't use condoms. You better go make some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait. Fair point. Right now? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> During well, the show. Well, 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 while you wait, let me introduce our special guest this week. Welcome back to the show. Big fr- a big friend, formerly of Metal Sucks, Axel Rosenberg. Hi, Hello, sir. You're Thanks free. Thanks for having me back. I'm you're free. free in the real, you guys can even call me Matt, and we don't all have to go like. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> Shocker. Well, yeah. welcome Oops. to the show, Matt. Thanks for having uh, me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, obviously, we've hung out uh, since because we're actually friends. Outside and you go and you count world. money together. You just do like the Scrooge McDuck swimming through coins thing. Uh, I thought the the more stereotypical. <laughs> sure, type. if you want but, to go But ahead. sure, that as well. Uh, but how how has life been for you without the day to day grind of writing about uh, Avenged Sevenfold and uh, the Pantera reunion? Um, fucking great, man! It's like uh, <laughs> like we were just saying this off the air, but you were actually the one who told me about the Pantera reunion, and it was like months after it was announced. And I thought you were fucking with me, but I remember <laughs> laughing. I like yeah, that Rob but... is still doing the work of metal injection, even though he doesn't work. That he's still breaking metal news to people. Uh, well, all, <laughs> in like, life. Ben, aka Vince Neilstein, uh, also will like text me, you know, like <laughs> stuff sometimes, and I'm like, oh, this is good to this is good to know that this exists. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pretend to like this shit anymore. It's great. It's not, it's not even about pretending to like it because I love some of it. It's just I'm so sure. nice not to have to sh- like share an opinion immediately. Mm. Not to have an yeah. opinion in five minutes and then not to get death threats for that opinion. <laughs> um, Rob, I would, you... I would yeah. not have wanted to cover the Pantera reunion. That would not have gone well for me. Oh, yeah. But yeah, last week, Phil Anselmo so disavowed the Confederate flag, so that's something. Oh, well, then... Problem solved. <laughs> well, then they then they would just direct their ire at him and not the the website. Nah, somehow this is still the Jews' fault. <laughs> El Duderino writes in the chat. I swear you both predicted the Pantera reunion eight years ago on a previous episode. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but we just predicted that they'd all reunite in the ground and just all be <laughs> which well, still we're halfway there. Also, eight years ago, Vinny was still alive, right? So, yeah. like, it would have had more of a claim, yeah. I guess, to being a Pantera reunion as opposed to now where it's just Phil and the, what's his band called? The Dumb Shits? The Illegals. <laughs> the Illegals. Uh, <laughs> they got a better name, right? Like, that's what happened. Yeah. Rex Brown joined well, Rex and they got name. a better name. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> The hey, dumb shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down. The dumb shit. That's all on the dumb shits. I mean, he does have 50 other bands. My take on it is, if I get an invite from somebody that's like, "Hey, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to go see Pantera and Metallica?" 
I will say yes, I would love to, and I will even drive there, <laughs> and I will give you a ride for inviting me. Thank you, sir or ma'am. Who but, are you specifically signaling out to someone listening that you're hoping will do this? And if I so, mean, just it, call out their name. In the old days, that would have worked. Yeah, uh, it would have worked. In, the old days. <laughs> uh, in fact, that is how I got to the Big Four show. Oh, is it? I wrote on the site like, "Well, nobody's invited me." Oh, I see. Oh, no, ask, Twenty minutes later, right. I got an invite. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, though. What is with these ungrateful fucks that you provided a service for them for a, a good portion or more than a decade, and now that suddenly you don't run the site anymore, they just don't give you favors? Like, there's not one little piece of gratitude that you, you know, made them a bunch of money for that long. It's a very "what have you done for me lately" type yeah. of business. Yeah, and, have you uh, met people? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm protesting it. I find that <laughs> reprehensible. And I think the other thing is, is like maybe I could get it happening, but it would require like effort and asking. I see. And I don't want to like I don't care that much to call in the favor of favors for this. So it's on saving you, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that, well, that's why I said if someone invites me, I'll go. But I'm not going to pay four hundred dollars to see Metallica and Pantera. For the last three or four years that we were doing the sites, if a ticket was under $40, I stopped asking for a list because I didn't want to owe people favors anymore. Mm. So to now right. go back and ask for lists seems like it would be ludicrous. So yeah. what kind of favors would you have owed? Like back in the day, like what would be your end of the bargain? What would you have to do? Can you cover this really shitty band that the label is pumping money into? Mm. Uh, that's basically it the publicists have like three great bands that you want to deal with and mm -hmm. then 30 for every one band they have 10 bands that you are annoyed by and so to get a favor for that okay. one band you have to get pay them back by and it's a very it's not like an a, agreed upon agreement like i'll put you on this metallica list if you cover these three bands actually with some publicists it was like that. <laughs> oh but, wow but typically you know it's a little more on the dl than that. like it's unspoken, just understood. understood yeah it's yeah. like an unspoken thing it's like okay you're you've constantly given my band's press I will get you into this Metallica show. Or if they don't, then they know that not to expect press in the future for these other bands that they're dealing with. And that's really, I mean, they're just doing their job. It's all, everyone's doing a job here. You know, everyone's got work to do. Have either do of you had a situation where you reached out for a hookup and the person said, no, because I don't like the way you did X, Y, Z recently. Oh, yeah. Can you yeah. give an example without like necessarily outing? specifics oh, but... I'll, I'll out people Ooh, uh no i was never surprised when this happened okay but people would cancel interviews with writers who wrote for us because of something that ben or i probably mm. me had said <laughs> and the publicist would always call me kind of apologetic like rob zombie canceled an interview i think five minutes before oh and i was man. like yeah i i get it like i don't know why this idiot requested an interview <laughs> Uh, that happened to me all the time. <laughs> Rob, we've also gotten. Uh, I haven't had that. I don't think, but we've definitely had something. Oh, well, actually, with Gene Simmons, uh, I remember uh, we almost, like, almost, almost had Gene Simmons on the podcast. Because uh, and it was because on this some, podcast. On this podcast, yeah, because uh, he was promoting some venture. 
I forget what it was. It was like wait, some... Gene Simmons does things outside of Kiss. Believe it or not, <laughs> and, and and the the publicist for that venture, it wasn't like the Kiss publicist or whatever. Uh, like was like oh gene has limited availability on interviews and i was like oh i'll pitch this sure like maybe this guy doesn't know everything I've written <laughs> about him and then the following week he got accused he was at fox news and that was oh yes. he, like sexually harassed two women at fox news and we wrote about it and then like i got an email from gene simmons manager being like well, how could Gene go on a show like this with this kind of unfair coverage <laughs> on your like website? <laughs> what is this? The like everybody pinch titties show? This is not like what is he what are you talking about? But also, like if they had listened to any time we actually talked about Gene specifically, right. it would have yeah. been even worse. That's, that's even less fair coverage. That's the much bigger pro- obstacle <laughs> to getting him on here. Well, that requires more work to listen to yeah. audio than just to see an article on a website for two seconds we would have rehabbed his image are you kidding (laughs) (laughs) step one for pr i still just think do you know how bad your behavior has to have been to get banned from fox news for sexual harassment (laughs) like holy shit i mean he's from a different era as some (laughs) some nicer people would say (laughs) thank you robert that was my plan i was going to say that whenever i was accused of pinching asses i would say i'm from a different era (laughs) well there was some interview uh i'm trying i think it was on loudwire he was promoting his like greatest hits collection that was like five hundred dollars or something and he did a extended interview uh i believe it was with graham hartman and I feel like that was the interview where you really got to see, like, the personality of Gene Simmons in long form without, you know, editing. And it's just like, oh, he's just like this old Jewish grandpa who's super confident in, like, his op- he thinks his opinion is the absolute correct opinion. And he will not budge on it and instead will, like, respond to any nudging with very sarcastic Jewish jokes bordering on inappropriate that's gene simmons i mean that i i feel like that if you out of context that could be your description of me so i don't know how to react to you i thought it was my mom you were talking about so (laughs) your mom's a jewish grandpa basically uh deuterino says rob almost got greg gutfeld to come on and play death or no death actually (laughs) there was by him at a show yeah there was that would have been there was a small window where we probably could have gotten Greg Gutfeld because uh, he he was close with the publicist for Guar because Odorous kept going on his show. And, and I, you I, can I, still get Greg Gutfeld. Yeah, probably, uh, yeah, I get I get constant emails from like I'm on all these lists for writing work, and I get mm-hmm. constant emails that he's looking for joke writers, even wow. even oh, really? with the strike going on. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah, he's not like unreachable. Are you ever tempted to apply just to see what would happen? I, I just can't know. imagine what passes for a joke in that world. The bar is very is. low. Well, yeah. they probably they want probably a skilled hand to craft their right wing bullshit into right. something that is works as a joke. You know, but like, how do you? What's the joke? <laughs> I don't. Uh, Did you see those Mexican children that died under our care? Yeah. <laughs> Guess they're not having any tacos for dinner tonight. Do you believe boys want to be girls and girls want to be boys? Isn't that crazy, folks? And then my pronouns are shut up. 
Yeah. Well, well that <laughs> yes, that joke has been used many times. Whoever, whichever Republican joke writer wrote that joke, the royalties yeah. are through the roof because that's like sure. joke one for every conservative comedian. Yeah, they got that one. They don't need Matt for that. That's yeah. that one. They have a whole They're bunch covered. of them. yeah, the other stuff. Ted Cruz did that joke. Roseanne did that joke. When Roseanne did that joke, that was the point where I was like, girl, you come from comedy. Like, you know, this is hack. Was that before or after? This was six months ago. Oh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You've just been unplugged. Yeah, right. Uh, She's touring with uh, Phil Anselmo now. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't, so be all of our, all of I wouldn't be shocked if see- she was dating Phil Anselmo. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Phil Anselmo's married, though. He, he's had Is a long time girlfriend. Yeah. That never stopped me before. <laughs> She's very, very nice. Wait, Roseanne? No, Phil Anselmo's oh. I forget her name. She has a name. That's not her. It's name. probably also Roseanne. No. Uh, but speaking of writing, Matt, you, you, you've gotten the writing bug again, folks. A little bit. Um, uh, you, you launched a new a new writing uh, platform, and it's not on Substack. It's not on Substack. I started a new blog. It's called uh, Appetite for Deconstruction. Uh, I'm not updating. Now, where it did you get that name? Show. I where don't know. It just came to me. What was the inspiration for the name Appetite for Deconstruction? Um, I was going to call it "You Have Terrible Taste in Movies." <laughs> but I thought, like, I just did this with Metal Sucks. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's basically a long form movie suck. Basically, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I'm just writing mostly about movies, but like whatever pop culture. I've written some about some books and some stuff about the writer strike, and I might write about video games at some point. So it's just like anything I want to write about that's not um, Phil Anselmo. Mm-hmm. uh because i'm done with that shit um is is there and uh yeah you can read it or not i i appreciate people who read it and it's okay if you don't yeah you had uh, a nice a nice little something about how dumb netflix is for their new uh anti-piracy policy yeah well that's not gonna work so um mm-hmm. i don't know what to we'll say see, we'll see how quick they reverse the course on that but um, did I'm you sure see Amazon out- giving them shit on Twitter? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Amazon sent out a tweet with, it said something like, people watching everyone who has our password. It was like flaunting that they don't care if you share your password mm-hmm. for crime it's, video. It, it, it's, such a, it's such a penny-pinching move on their part. It's just because they've they've reached their critical mass of possible subscribers, so... Now they they can't grow the subscriber yeah. base anymore, so they're trying to squeeze more money out of the subscribers they do have, while not realizing that it's just going to create far more churn. I just think the ship's going down, man. Like I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, it's reached. You know, I think critical mass is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I want to ask you. So you have this uh, write up about Fast X. And I, I, I have much respect for your opinion in, in movies. Yes. And and you are one of the biggest proponents of the Fast and Furious series that uh, I know. I uh, and like for me, when I saw, it's so crazy now that it's been going for 20 years. Because uh, when I saw the, the, the commercial for the first one, I was immediately out. I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> 
This is like, this looks awful. This is terrible. And I think like, I don't know, two or three of them ago, I'm like, oh, you know, this seems like they've reached this point. Maybe, you know what it was? The Snyder DC movies have kind of made me realize that I actually do enjoy watching bad movies. Sometimes uh, it could be a fun experience to watch a terrible movie like Batman versus Superman because you end up like laughing <laughs> at, at an inappropriate part. It's just great to watch it seeing like this is what this filmmaker thought he could get away with. You know? And that's the thing, though, with a movie of that size. It's not just that filmmaker, Rob. Thousands of people <laughs> had to sign off on that. Nobody had the courage to say, hey, this Martha thing is really dumb. Right. Yes. That's that's one that's, of the, the that's in of that the movie. movie. <laughs> so I want to ask you, when did uh, the fast fran like if I want to get into the fast franchise, I don't want to watch all 10, 11 movies. Is that what's the jumping in point for, uh, the, for the absurdity? Uh, five. Mm, so okay. this guy, Justin Lin started directing them with part three, which is actually like part eight chronologically, I think. What? Uh, oh, there's time jumps. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like Lucas Black is in high school and then goes Ooh. away and then. Yeah. Which one is Lucas Black? He or was the kid who once upon a time was in Sling Blade. But now he's oh, okay. grown up. He's anyway, in these movies? He's in a couple of them and he wow. has like scenes that are supposed to be days apart where he's visibly... Fifteen years older, like because of the time jumps, it's very. Uh... Um, yeah, part. So anyway, so he, the Justin Lin did part three and part four, and those were okay. And then part five, I think he just went like fuck it, and that's when the movies went into ridiculous overload. Yeah, and, and that was like part five was like now comparatively the subtle one. Wow, because now they've got nuclear subs and they're going into outer space like dude these guys started out stealing combination tv dvd players <laughs> they have now saved the world <laughs> like six times are they a government agency are they vigilantes i've never seen a single one of these movies they so this started out as thieves okay uh yeah they're now they're so they're now working for the agency oh we never learn which agency? Uh, it could be the Bauer agency from Who's the Boss, for all we know. Sure, it could be. <laughs> what a reference. Thank it's, you. It's just CAA. Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, that explains everything. And uh, yeah, they're completely ridiculous. You have to know they're ridiculous. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're a blast. They're so stupid. Yeah, no, I mean, as someone who enjoys pro wrestling regularly. and Oh, yeah, and there's like a thousand. There's everybody but yeah. Dave Batista's been in it at this point, I think. Right. And and now The Rock is crawling back to the franchise <laughs> now that he's been rejected by the superhero world. Oh. That got filmed a couple of weeks before the movie came out uh, and after like a lot of pestering from his team is what I've heard. And he got paid a wow. million dollars for it. So he's only wow. in like one scene or whatever? He's in a End shot. Credits. Not in a scene. He's oh. in a shot. Guy comes in. There's a ringing phone. They couldn't get Jason Momoa. So it just says like the name of Jason Momoa's character on the caller ID. Uh -huh. You hear Jason Momoa. And the guy he's talking to has a mask. <laughs> okay. He's like part of a SWAT team. 
And you hear Jason Momoa talking, and then like he takes off the mask, and it's The Rock, and he says something, and the movie's over. Oh, it wasn't a post-credits uh, scene. Yeah, it's like mid-credits oh, or whatever. Okay. But. What was the reaction in the audience uh, when The Rock showed up? I think everybody knew it was coming, mm. but yeah, people were like, "Ooh!" It wasn't like Marvel That's where people thing. went nuts. Yeah. They were. It was more like Jerry Springer. <laughs> I or guess like, that's appropriate. Or like a kiss on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah, Matt's uh, one of the few people I know that's still actively going to physical movie theaters. Matt is single-handedly keeping the movie industry alive. I folks. might be. I actually bought my first movie ticket the other day That in like maybe a year. What did you see? I, uh, well, it will be in a month and a half, but Oppenheimer. Oh, I'm going to go see. Yeah. Oppenheimer. I'm very excited about. Yeah. Yeah. I love me some Christopher Nolan. Usually Tenet. And it was terrible. Yeah. But usually I love Christopher Nolan movies. So are you doing the uh, Lincoln Lincoln Center? IMAX? Is that I don't I don't like IMAX. It's too much. I feel like an old man. It just the screen's too big. I feel like I'm always you're sitting too close. Alamo Drafthouse is fine for me. 70 millimeter. Good enough. You're okay. supposed to stay home and put a telescope through your window and watch the IMAX. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I feel. That's perfect so. for City. Likes to stay home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'll go see this one in the theater. It's right there's around also, my birthday. Yeah, there's also if you want if you're okay with faux IMAX, I think the uh, Sheepshead Bay Theater oh. uh, has a, has a has a really nice compromise IMAX theater where the screen isn't gigantic and, and, yeah. and the sound is really good oh, i thought you were going to say they serve foe with the uh with the <laughs> oh my god that would be great <laughs> just hearing slurping throughout the whole movie that's <laughs> 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 uh, the rock holy shit it's the rock <laughs> <laughs> he's got a man he had a mask on but it's really the rock <laughs> And that's by the post credits, the slurping is going to be crazy because everybody's got to finish the soup before <laughs> Peter clears out. It's just weren't, a cavalcade of slurps. Weren't these guys stealing toaster ovens? Now they just stopped the nuclear sub from blowing up. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, <clears throat> Uh, it is uh, it is officially Pride Month. Uh, June is the month that we uh, uh, remember the gays for thirty, just for thirty days, and the transes, and the and the lesies. Oh, Jesus and, Christ! Sorry, and, and the, the asexies. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm going to stop being inappropriate. You're invoking but, your gay card a little over yeah. the line there. I think. Look, at least I'm not calling everyone the uh, the hard f word, but. Um, not yet. I save that. For, I save that for off the. Air. Yeah, you Wait, save so, that for your hookups. You save that yeah, for exactly. July July first when the Pride Month is over. Hey, <laughs> we're allowed to call each other that. Oh, okay. Uh, <coughs> fine. In a sexual manner. Uh, but anyway, I feel like uh, tensions are at a boil uh, this year for Pride because uh, just conservatives and uh, like uh, just. Christian terrorists, let's call them, have been uh, just on a tear lately of, of being incredibly butthurt about rainbows 
in Target or whatever. You know, there's been a, I feel like the backlash against Pride is much stronger, louder this year. Uh, it started, it started, I feel like a few months ago, even before Pride happened because of just all this anti-trans legislation, these false accusations of like calling drag queens groomers and all this bullshit. Uh, and then there was the dumb uh, protest against Bud Light because this trans uh, actress, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, did one TikTok video for them. Uh, and they're claiming that they cost Bud Light like six uh, million in market share, which has not been proven. A few people stopped drinking Bud Light. But the thing you don't realize is Anheuser-Busch controls practically like, I don't know, 60, 70 percent of all the beer distributed in the country. Yeah. So and all the other it's not like Miller does not have pr like pride stuff. All the they all do the diversity stuff. And spoiler alert, it's not because they care about the gays. They just want the gays money and they've done market research and they showed they could make more money doing it than not doing it. But now because these chuds are 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 being loud and chuddish they're having second thoughts with target in particular it's a very sticky situation no pun intended uh because there are uh these chuds coming into the stores and not just destroying merchandise but attempting to assault employees and they don't want like i could i could understand the thought of like i we don't want our employees dealing with this and so they said that they are pulling most of their merch which i think is lame but i understand anywho now we're here it's pride month and there's so many weird uh attempts at pandering like for me pride month seems a lot like pandering uh with these corporations it's like all of a sudden we care about gay folks you know, like they don't care. They, like I said, they care about making money. And some of the design choices <laughs> are pretty baffling. Like in our Discord, uh, I shared this photo of the MLB Pride logo, the National uh, uh, Baseball League, uh, a Major League Baseball rather, has this logo, which, which just I, looks brutal. It looks like an iPhone case. I don't get it. I don't get why it's that shape. Yeah, we were even talking about this in our, our Discord that even the baseball is like the camera hole of the yeah. iPhone case. Wait, I, is that an iPhone case? <laughs> it, it, just, it, looks like a, it looks like a sheet cake to me, like a giant sheet cake you would get at a stop and shop. But it's basically yes. just a regular MLB logo with colors, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the template for for pride things. All they do is take their stupid logo, right, and, and, and put rainbows yeah. on it. Yeah. Well, how would like how would you make it the logo gay? Like Rob, any suggestions to actually make it authentically gay? Uh, well, you're not making the logo gay. The logo I know is not interested but... in logos of the same <laughs> sex. <laughs> yeah, have them fuck have them like bending over the nba logo yeah, yeah that's the exactly. thing. Like there should be two mlb guys next Thank to each you. other <laughs> it should be four panels two mlb guys two mlb girls then like an age gender just get ronald acuna and Got mike binary. trout to go on a date a very romantic date <laughs> put them in a booth at a nice italian restaurant there you go or shohei otani is a pitcher and a hitter so maybe it's like him fucking himself there you go. 
Also, I think there was a big controversy was it with the Dodgers. Who? What was the team? So the Dodgers uh, invited all of these. Uh, they, they were having a pride night. And one of the groups invited were the, I forget their name, the Sisters it, of Indulgence, was it? Something like that? They dress up as nuns. They're drag queens that dress up as nuns. And naturally, the Catholic sisters Church Sisters of Perpetual like, Indulgence. Scandalous. The, the Catholic Church was like, oh, no, this is offensive to our church. Was we, it even the Catholic Church? Wasn't it like Marco Rubio that like started complaining? And then mm-hmm. just people on Twitter? Yeah, and so then they decided to pull the nuns, and then because of that, all the other uh, gay groups and the the pride groups that they were affiliated with pulled out of the event, as they should have, because they were like, hey, it's either all or nothing with this bitch. And then they added the group back, right? looking like, which is like, good. But now, then all some of these, some other player was like, oh, I'm a Christian. There's a, been a bunch of players this week. One of whom like shared something on Twitter and then had to apologize for it and gave like a half-assed apology. This guy, this like scrub relief pitcher on the Toronto Blue Jays named Anthony Bass. But yeah, but but every year we talk about how there's athletes who don't want to participate. Like they don't want to wear the pride patch or whatever shirt or hat. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what Rob, you've said this before. And I fully agree with you that this stuff, uh, you know, Seems like a good idea on paper, but because corporations are running it, it, it can inevitably not work, and it's going to cause more problems than it's purporting to solve. Yeah, and the moment these corporations get the slightest inch of pushback, they're they're done. They're over it. They're like, oh, okay, fuck, fuck the case. <laughs> We're pulling it. You know, like it shows how just shallow the whole thing is. It's not. It's not. It's not sincere at all. It's very cynical. So, can uh, I ask a question? Sure. Do you think that it has value in terms of, for lack of a better term, like normalizing it? Like kids will see this stuff to whatever degree it happens, and then it won't seem. Yeah, this the is idea what I struggle like, with. homophobia isn't going away now but maybe in like a few generations yeah well i think it's already had a very positive effect i've talked a lot about how i think uh like the younger generation of gays are much like mental much more mentally balanced than than and like there's being closeted isn't really that much of a i don't want to say it's not that much of a thing but it's like it's so much more accepted now that it's much easier for a child to come out as gay than it was when I was coming up, I feel like I felt there was much more pressure uh, about it, uh, j- just with the way, just with the language in general. I would add also that among uh, uh, Gen Z kids, I think there's more pressure on bigoted kids like to not be bigoted than there is on gay people to not come out of the yeah. closet. It's right. very much. It's very much become. I'm not not universally. Obviously, there's exceptions to everything, but. I think there's a there's it's really socially uh, uh, looked frowned upon to be like to be bigoted at this point. From, and we live in New York, so that might be skewed or whatever. Mm. But but I, I agree. The general kind of vibe is like that. Like you don't see it in TV shows anymore. Or, you know, there would be open homophobia on sitcoms uh, in the 90s. You know, not in now the sure. 90s, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, even in the hangover, the, like the first. He says the paging doctor f word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the biggest comedy hits of all time, <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, 
And John Stewart making trans jokes like ten years ago, right before. Right, yeah. Tra- I feel like trans jokes were like the last acceptable guy. Like, like th- those were the last to go uh, in terms of getting comedy out of them. So, Sometimes yes, it's not even jokes, by the way. Sometimes it's just a trans person comes on the screen and like Jim Carrey just mugs at the camera, like, "What the hell?" You know, that's and not even, and the entire was, cast of the movie vomits. The it joke was, is trans panic. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, even even I guess even in like buddy, Com- I remember that was my big kind of uh, annoyance with the movie Bad Neighbors with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron. So was bad neighbors there were just neighbors or neighbors. I don't know. Uh, there was a, there was definitely like gay panic in the movie where like it'd be like, <laughs> oh, a guy is getting uh, I forget what it was, but like Zac Efron was getting like a massage or something, let's say, and he really liked it. And then he opened his eyes and found, realized it was like a guy giving him the massage. And he was like, ah! like it was like the biggest. Wasn't, wasn't that like an early Seinfeld episode? They did that same bit in a Zac Efron movie? I don't know. Well, but I, I, know I think it, a Seinfeld, and not defending it, but at least they're portrayed as buffoons in that show. Yeah, the Everyone joke was had... on George being ridiculous, not yeah. on the masseuse or anything. But how yeah, was yeah. it handled in the Zac Efron uh, vehicle? Well, they tried to course correct in the second one, I know, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. two of the characters are revealed to have been gay the whole time. Oh, oh I uh, didn't watch this. I haven't seen this. I like the movie in general. That was just like a little nitpick of like, oh, I wish they didn't go to that spot. But it, it just showed just that was just the common joke trope it was an easy right. laugh to get see pride is already having effects they forced neighbors too into being uh <laughs> pro they well, I mean, it so that I two think, of these guys were gay well the the whole diversity and inclusion thing i think there is a positive like sometimes right. you could feel forced but i think there is a huge positive aspect to it as well you. i agree uh, with i just think with the with corporations running it it's bound to run into some blind alleys and oh for sure yeah backfire yeah, so uh, to to your point, like, so you know, when I went, when I saw my uh, my first Pride Parade, and I saw cops walking in the Pride Parade, and it was not just cops, it was like firefighters. I was like, oh wow, like this really is representation. Look, you, you like just being gay isn't a, a defining characteristic; it's just one aspect of your life. You could be a cop, you could be whatever. But as I learned more about uh, as I educated myself more and learned more about the issues that gay people faced with cops, I could see why a lot of gay people don't want cops at Pride. And now I agree with that position that it's not <laughs> a place for cops because cops run in the the department, the NYPD run <laughs> in opposition, like morally to what uh, gay people do. Well, yeah, not and, just and, morally, and, they're like the the official arm of keeping people oppressed so like that's it's just kind of pointless for them to be at this parade even if they're individually gay they're helping the opposition yeah like and i i think that's a very valid reason not to have them there in general i don't really like i've talked about it before like the pride parade in general is too too corporate for me i prefer the uh uh, the Gay Liberation March. That's the punk rock march. You like the old gay pride parade? <laughs> you miss the old gay. That's parade? right. The, the punk demo. rock parade. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The underground parade. It's it's the it's the hard. It's like the more heavy metal parade that happens in the afternoon of the pride parade. Uh, Is Rob Halford there? Uh, no. Like, How is it heavy metal? 
Oh, because it's it's not corporate. It's not. A, it's just about. Uh, he means like metaphorically. No. Oh, okay. Meta it's metaphor. Yeah, 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 yeah. First you said punk rock, and then immediately it's heavy metal. And well, it's just... punk rock. Oh yeah, no, because uh, and what's her name? Uh, what's her name from Joan Jett? No. Oh, uh, Kathleen uh, Hanna. Kathleen Hanna. Thank you. Like she was uh, when we saw them uh, last year. She was talking about like that was just definitely got more the than a year Oh really? Oh no. yeah, that was a pre-pandemic. Really? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh Dude. No. Yeah. Yes. Get out. Saw Bikini Kill at King's Bikini Theater. Kill. Thank you. Yes. That was, that was years oh ago. Well, she was talking a lot about it. Hey, Rob, I well, don't know if you heard uh, Pantera Reunited, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Uh, but she was saying like, don't, yeah, don't that was that the... was 2019, Rob. Crazy. She was like, don't just go to the Pride Parade, go to the Gay Liberation March where the real gays are. <laughs> or How like, the I think it was also March on. Uh, just as long. I think it. Oh, not just as long. It was like it was essentially an it was a revolt against the <clears throat> Pride Parade after it got too corporate. <clears throat> but do you know like when that was? Let's see. I grew but, up in the West Village. The parade literally went right by our house every year. I've never heard of the Gay Liberation March. That's why I'm curious. Mm. Well, it's not for you, Matt. So you That's should true. have heard of it. That's true. We would go to the movies. That was like <laughs> a day to go to the movies. It's like the, how it the up, Jews go know. to Chinese restaurants on Christmas. Exactly. But my mom still suspiciously loves uh, the Dykes on bikes. So who doesn't? It's just it's a very That's satisfying true. rhyme. That's true. I feel like uh, even like Westboro Baptist Church probably likes the dykes on bikes just because it's fun. Nobody to wants to get laid by people of the same gender more than the members of the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> like you can't yeah. be that upset about it unless you want it desperately. Oh, for sure. But yeah, uh, I do want to also add that the uh, it is lovely when the NYPD tries to get in on, on pride because, you know, it's a citywide event. And I honestly, I did not think this was real, but it is real because the police commissioner tweeted this photo. There are pride themed cop vehicles now wow. and they say happy pride month. All colors are beautiful. And if you <laughs> look at the acronym, it's a cab. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is all cops are bastards, but they <laughs> See, they've, they've taken it back. You take back something <laughs> negative and you make a positive out of it. All cops aren't bastards. All colors are beautiful. All colors are beautiful, but they beat one of the colors more than the other. I was going to say well, all colors are beautiful as long as they're not driving. <laughs> uh, it's going to be very nice. You know, like it, it's going to be it's going to feel so great during the month of June that when you're getting hauled off into a cop car you're getting slammed into a rainbow as opposed yeah. to just a regular white vehicle there's gonna be a little extra red in that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i i did like do you think this was a gag like did somebody in marketing get one over on them oh no oh no, no. Or did they i just think this not, is they, very carefully this condescending and mocking on purpose this is amazing i can't believe this is real it's yeah, I I haven't seen one. Where are they? <laughs> yeah. Is this the well, only just, one? Party just started, so we'll see. That's true. Uh, there's guaranteed that within the next uh, 28 days, there's going to be a gay person thrown into that uh, car unjustly uh, with their head slammed into that logo. I guarantee <laughs> you it will go viral. 
Yeah, like when there's the protests. Th- th- these are the cars that are going to be running over people. <laughs> of course. <laughs> They've got Don't forget, tank. all colors are beautiful. <laughs> like a tank crushing skulls down Fifth Avenue with the rainbow logo on. <laughs> the giant battering ram painted fuchsia. <laughs> Uh, Axel, one of our listeners, E.P. Zeroni says, uh, <laughs> Axel, love all your articles you've written. Thanks, E.P. Zeroni. I don't believe you, but it's a nice thing to say. <laughs> he notes, if you like bad movies, uh, then you're a fan of Battlefield Earth. I saw Battlefield Earth in theaters opening weekend. <laughs> um, I have not seen it since. I guess I should revisit that one. Yeah, it was pretty fucking ridiculous. Did you know you were going to see that, like, ironically, or did you have zero expectations? I was curious. Not curious, like, I want to be a Scientologist. I was like, I want to (laughs) see on a propaganda level Mm -hmm. that, like, that was my curiosity about it. Yeah. And it didn't work. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, as, um, it was too easy to just watch it as, like, a normal bad science fiction movie Mm -hmm. and ignore the Scientology. I wanted like um like what's a good example? I don't know, like any Mel Gibson movie where it's just like so clearly about yeah. how the Jews are evil. I was gonna say like a lot of I, I recommend watching Battlefield Earth because I think a lot of people misunder or their, their their perception of the film is not what it is. Like the reason it's bad is just it's incredibly boring. It's, it's very one of boring. The, it's very boring. The the most laughable bad movie thing about it is the dialogue, like John Travolta eating up the scenery and all that stuff. But there's just long stretches of that movie where nothing happens whatsoever. It's I like mean, not, the it's hero. Good, sorry. No, no, go on. It's not this spectacularly explosive, like horrible movie. It's just really dull. Yeah, it's not. It's I don't remember it being fun the way that like the Fast and Furious movies are fun. Um, like Barry Pepper is the hero and he's just a charisma suck and for some reason Travolta and Forrest Whitaker decided the aliens were going to have these like high school level Shakespearean accent oh. and it's just, it's just like yeah it's just it, it, like misguided it's just very Forrest badly misguided makes a lot of weird accent choices in movies for some reason I find um, he's an actor that's what do you mean pop. for some reason? Well, because n- not other. I, I I don't know. I just feel feel he does it more often than most. More than so, like Tom Hardy. I guess I haven't seen enough Tom Hardy movies, or his voice is always muffled by whatever mask he's wearing, <laughs> okay, so I can't really enough. make out the accent. That's basically it. What was this? The was it? What was the movie with? Arrival was that it? The one with oh, the yeah. aliens and Forrest Whitaker and Amy Adams. Yep. Did he have a weird and, accent in that? Yes, oh, it was like a weird oh, yeah. sort of masshole Boston accent, but not cool. exactly. It was very strange and hard to understand what he was saying. And I was just the whole movie was to me like all I remember about that movie is his accent oh, and why he decided movie. to do that. That's literally the thing I don't remember about the movie. Wow. Can we find a scene from that movie on YouTube, Rob, with Forrest Whitaker in it? Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but no, I just I remember. I remember it too that he had a weird accent. Okay, here's. Let me get this on the screen here, folks. 
There's a can you hear it? Yes. Zoom ahead. We don't need to hear this Everyone's this when it comes to translations. And you have another two years in the SSBI. So you still have top secret clearance. Guess what? I'm in your office. Top secret clearance. We have clearance, Clarence. What's our vector, Victor? <laughs> um, I just thought that was what Top Force Whitaker sounded like. Is it? I don't think so. I honestly, I'm watching this now, and I don't, I don't remember thinking anything was That's off about it at the time. Now I kind of hear what you're saying, but it wasn't, didn't jump off the screen at me. It just Hell seemed, yeah. it just seemed like an, a random approach. choice. Like the, I don't think the movie takes place in Boston. There's nothing mentioned about where his character is from. He just decided to show up and do that slight accent, and it was very strange and i was just very i was more fascinated about why he decided to do that and why they were cool letting him do that than i was with anything else about the movie well he showed up and he asked the director like i i need a 24 page bio of what my character went through <laughs> to get to this point and the guy was like sure here you go just do whatever you want just say the lines He's a French Canadian, so he was actually like, uh, "Sure, here you go. Do whatever you want." He came out to the Rougeau Brothers music on the set. He's like, "Can my character be a Mountie?" <laughs> They're like, the, "The horse budget would be too high. We can't do it." All right, no horse. I can do this. I'm an actor. Now I want to see a version of this movie where every scene for just Whitaker is on a horse. For no reason. Somebody make that happen. <laughs> Do to Reno Photoshop that, please. Poor horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easy, easy joke. Sorry. Cheap shot. The horse asked the director, why does he have a Massachusetts accent? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Whew. Well, uh, folks, I wanted to check in with our favorite uh, radio DJ talking, of course, about Eddie Trunk. Uh, oh, I thought Mike Francesa. You were gonna say, Oh, oh sorry, music DJ. <laughs> ah, say, but you're right, okay. Eddie Trunk is our, I mean, uh, Mike Francesa <laughs> is our favorite DJ, but when it comes to music, it's Eddie Trunk. Well, was so Mike he, Francesa on Eddie Trunk? That would be great. I wish. Oh, wow, he just sent uh, this out like hours ago. Yes, <laughs> at two in the morning, uh, he sent this out. Hadn't been in NYC for a year. If I can help it, I'll. It, it'll be longer before I go back. Fuck Awful you. traffic, insane cost, and the city has turned it to total shit. Feel bad for tourists who don't know what they're going into. Sad what is happening to some of our great cities. Now, honestly, I, like, doesn't this read like a Trump tweet? I was yes. going to say, is he running for president? What the <laughs> like, fuck is this? I had, I had been to New York City for a year. If I can help it, it'll be longer before I go back. Awful traffic, insane cost, city has turned to total shit. Feel bad for tourists who don't know what they're getting into. Sad. There's like seven original race pizzas. Makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. <laughs> they're on every block. I don't get it. Um, okay, don't come back, Eddie Trunk. Um, yeah, uh, like who gives a shit? Well, I have whenever, a question. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Go, yeah. I was going to uh, say, whenever someone says this, I'm like, bye. Yeah, yeah, no. More right. room for the rest of us. Clearly. Yeah. But I, so, all right. We all live in New York, right? Well, uh, explain to me what is new about, like, what is, what is in that tweet that just happened 
that wasn't already part of New York that he's coming. Yeah, from. exactly. Like, like was New York not expensive twenty years ago? Yeah, right, right. right. I don't necessarily, <laughs> right. I don't necessarily take issue with any of the individual things he's saying. Where yeah. is this like? Where was this golden age where that did not exist? A year ago, the last time he was here, everything was clean, <laughs> yes. and affordable. <laughs> New York isn't sending their best. They're not yeah. sending their brightest. Isn't he <laughs> from here? Yeah. So. Well, he lives in Jersey, I think. He lives oh. in Jersey. But, oh, They're putting rainbows on the cap guys now. Jersey is so fucking nice. Are you kidding me? The entire state smells. The entire <laughs> state smells bad. So, okay, so here's what he's, he, he's, he's, compl- awful traffic. When has there been a time when New York hasn't had traffic? A. Yeah. You know, like okay, right. insane cost. Okay, like always, we've always, uh, and the city has turned to total shit. Well, that's that's very g- generic. Like, yeah, what how has it turned to shit? Maybe some clubs have closed. Whoa, is BB King still open? Because cl- clearly he went to no. a show there. <clears throat> Maybe BB he King wanted to go to a show there, and then it was closed, and that's what. Yeah, it's that's closed, the sh- but there's equally awful venues. Well, he did go to a show in the city uh, because... Who did he see? uh, Nokia Theater? Amaranth. (laughs) Close. (laughs) Rival Sons. What? Rival Sons. Oh, God. All right. Uh, Real Live Rock for one of my favorites. Also, like, he's such an old man. Like, he's... A few months ago, he was complaining. I mean, I guess it was in in January now that, like... The Super Bowl didn't have a real rock show, and that they should get. Oh Metallica my God! In. Enough! Yes! Yeah, enough! Oh, 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 the most recent Eddie Trunk viral tweet that I saw was, "Get this, folks, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. Oh, <laughs> about how they didn't induct Maiden again. Like how it's such a joke that Maiden isn't in there, and now it's, it's just like get over it. Who cares? Maiden doesn't want to eat anything. Fuck me! Who fucking cares? Does Iron Maiden even care? They don't. No, even they know. said they said they wouldn't show up. Yeah, yeah but I think they care. Isn't that like they care, and that's yeah, why they that, don't want to yeah. show up? Yeah, they. Ca- I think they cared a decade ago. Now yeah. they just don't. They're care. bitter. Now they they're really- bitter. But yeah, they have a right to be bitter. At least they're the fucking band. Yeah. Who the fuck is any trunk? But even they're not complaining about it. So right. why? Why? Like. Also, just I don't. I'm not sure if he's. Oh, Jericho did this. Where? Oh yeah. He was like, oh, why? Why is uh? How can Missy Elliott and, and I the voice? And uh, I will, why is Missy Elliott? Why is Missy Elliott there? Not I made And it's uh. It's like you. Chris Jericho's in the room. <laughs> and you can make the po- you can make the point. Why is Iron Maiden not in the Hall of Fame without? Having to mention How two black notably people black there? people, yeah, yeah. The, the black musicians. Who did he complain about? Missy Elliott and who? LL Cool, LL J. cool J. Wow. Okay. Like, yeah, what did LL Cool J contribute to music? You know, well, he Missy went. Elliott. He went down the list of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees and picked out the first two black people that he came yeah. to. Well, it was so funny because that he was like before Iron Maiden, before this other band. He named like five bands that should be inducted and then also named Thin Lizzy right. so that if somebody was like, oh, that's racist, like, are you dumb? I said Thin Lizzy, bro. That was his strategic <laughs> like, planning yeah. for that. He planned that out better than his pay-per-view matches. <laughs> uh, I don't get It's so stupid. And like, I, I just, in a way, this is almost the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's fault because they exist. 
uh, well, they exist. And the name of it's not really the Rock and Roll Hall; it's the Music Hall of Fame. It's like for all of music. It's, it's not really just, the pop pop music. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like so. Yeah, uh, Dolly Parton should be in this. You know, Willie Nelson should be in this because they had huge contributions to pop music. And, and when you watch the show, you see it. Uh, personally, I always enjoy watching the presentation that they do. It's a really fun celebration for, and that's why it's just a party. Like everyone. Calm the fuck down. It's an, just a party and an ad. Yeah. It's just like like all award shows. It's just the industry being like, remember how great we are. Give us more of yeah. your money. Yeah. Fly to Cleveland, please. Even though this ceremony isn't in Cleveland. Because yeah. nobody uh, wants to come to Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Eddie Trunk just tweeted out? He's very upset that Grand Funk Railroad doesn't have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so further context: Rival Sons was playing in Times Square. Eddie Trunk was complaining about driving into Times Square. Why the fuck are you driving? Yes, driving into Times Square is a nightmare. Yeah, you know, and and here's the thing, buddy. I've driven into Times Square. <laughs> I I have driven in Times Square, and you do it knowing that you cannot get your car like between fifth and eighth avenue like avoid those avenues just park on eighth avenue and walk it's faster to walk than and he try he would be mobbed by people he'd never get to the show on time rob <laughs> <laughs> the trunk heads would not he wouldn't get a block trunk nation would just yes. obliterate him <laughs> <laughs> True. Like Harry and Meghan with the paparazzi following him. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. I saw we did something last week about Eddie Trunk. I saw there was footage of him. I wouldn't have known that was Eddie Trunk. If I I am well aware of Eddie Trunk, his show, the history. I said I thought oh, yeah, it was he the spoke, guy from the Americans. The the he was in the Vince Neil documentary that we did the watch along. Yes, that's what it was. Thank you, Sid. I wouldn't have picked him out of a fucking lineup, Eddie Trunk. Here's what he looks oh. like. He's the he's the guy on the right, by the way. Looks like just, Jeff, the guy? Looks like Jeff Garland. This is just yes, a fan. This is a fan that said, Thanks for the chat, my friend. Great to Ooh. see you again. Okay. Great. Thanks. So just in case you forgot what he looked like, Darren, I just wanted to let you know. I, do, I don't I care say, to know. Least, that's information least... I'm rejecting right now. <laughs> he combed his hair this week, so that's nice. <laughs> I could have passed him in Times Square. I would have thought he was one of the Spider Man guys on a break. I would have <laughs> never known. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I don't know that he could pull off Spider-Man. Maybe Shrek. Well, have you seen somebody? There's a lot of potbelly Spider-Man. <laughs> they, they sit there, smoke a cigarette, fucking take the mask off. He's got a big ass potbelly eating a bacon, egg and cheese on a roll. <laughs> got a ketchup stain. Also, yeah. like when he says he feels bad for tourists, he's talking about himself. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's a tourist. Exactly. Like, I didn't know what I was getting into is, is what he's saying. <laughs> And yeah, and really, like, you should not feel bad for any tourist who willingly go, like, decides to come to New York and stay in Times Square. Why would you do that to yourself? Why? You're just making everything else difficult for yourself. It's but it's that's hard part to get of into. the deal. I'm sure they're expecting that. That's part of the big city experience. Is the traffic and the crowding and it's yeah, expensive. I, don't, I feel like if you've ever seen any movie or television show or read any book or listened to any song. Or anything that's ever mentioned New York City ever. <laughs> yeah. Any yeah. truck tweet. <laughs> you yeah. should have some awareness that Times Square is a fucking madness. 
like it just is. It, it'd be funny if like this was the tweet and he went to like you know Le Poison Rouge reside <laughs> or something. You know, like then it'd be like okay, I guess yeah, I guess wow. the village can get a little crazy. But you're fucking Times Square, buddy. Yeah. Get a grip. Uh, counterpoint. I believe you're all mistaken. This actually started 18 months ago, and it was fine before that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah before the pandemic. There was no Times there was Square no traffic was just Times a Square. pleasure to drive through. Oh. Yeah, honestly, I will say Times Square is much easier to drive through now than it was five, ten years ago because they've set up uh, no turn. Uh, like you can't turn onto the side streets from the main avenue anymore, so you have to just plow through Times Square, people. and it's just run them over. You plow through people. Pride it reduces cars. it reduces a lot of the traffic bottlenecking. They've actually done some good in Times Square. Well, there's a whole driven block, there recently. There's a whole eight block stretch of Broadway where you can't even drive. It's yeah. just the people can only walk now. Right? Oh. Yeah. They they eventually force you off the avenue. I would also tell Eddie Trunk we have a wonderful public transportation system in this city. Even and, in New uh, Jersey, there's a good. You can take a yep, bus that'll leave yep. you right in Times Again, Square. Again, I know he's worried about his fans seeing him. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. That is true. He probably is like, I'm Eddie Trunk. I can't be caught dead. On you think Jersey Eddie Trunk body. would deign to appear on public transportation? He'd just be stuck talking about Stephen Piercy for three hours. <laughs> never get to where he's going. You know, we're really putting this in perspective now. Eddie Trunk thinks he's above public transportation to get into Times Square. Oh. He, he, But he's also not high enough on the totem pole where let's say rival sons who invite him to their show would send a car out for him or well, like a car, it would still get stuck in traffic parking right right so he has to get his own car stuck in traffic <coughs> blah 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 pay for parking yeah like it's so expensive to pay for parking. he probably doesn't even do spot hero because he's above that too well, so you, he's paying not until he's, i told you about it can you imagine the poor schmuck on the NJ Transit bus next to Eddie Trunk having to listen to stories about John Bonham pissing oh at a urinal God. in like 1972? I'm just imagining now someone be like, oh, hey, you're Eddie Trunk, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I listen to you all the time. Nice to meet you. Cool. And then Eddie Trunk goes in. So do you want to know about my John Bonham story? Well, I know. Uh, and he just goes on and on. No, this would be my story. Oh, hey, you're Eddie Trunk. Yes, I am. Can I get a seat change, please? (laughs) (laughs) I'd say I'm changing the channel to WFAN. I'm not. Please, this is not going to work for me. Um, All right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So uh, in other news. I am uh, turning 40 this year. I don't know if you guys... And you guys are all past 40 now. Well, there's going to be a nice little four-month window starting September 1st where the three of us are all in our 40s. Mm, And then one of us turns 50. And I won't say who that is. (laughs) That's also Rob. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to turn 40 and 50. and 50 He's got a DeLorean. Well... I am actually going to be going to be doing a hot this hot new trend, which is I'm going to get a son. I'm going to get us. I'm going to make a son. You're adopting. I'm making a child. And then uh, in 18 years, I'm going to infuse myself with his blood because that's the hot new trend for millionaires. Millionaire infusing himself with son's blood to stay young. And uh, so does that work? Is that like scientifically? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a real thing. Well, I don't know. Look at this. Look at this. 
uh, father, doesn't he look so much younger than 42 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. after infusing himself with his son's blood? He's, oh, he's 42? Yeah, oh, oh, damn, I wanted to ask you guys how old you thought he was. He looks older than 42. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm 41. That dude don't look a year older than me. Yeah, in the face, he definitely looks like 50s. The body, I guess, looks yeah, okay. younger. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, imagine still. what he'd look like if he didn't put his son's blood into Wait, his body. scroll back down. What the fuck is the son's name? Uh, Talmadge. What, uh, yeah. what is Talmadge? Sounds like a, it sounds like a a C character on Downton Abbey or something. Oh, Rob, he's forty five. Oh, I'm sorry. 45. Oh, completely. Different. Oh, may, perfectly makes sense now. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, he does look forty two. No, but yeah, he no, definitely yeah. looks forty. No, no, no. I would have guessed he was in his early fifties. I didn't know Andy yeah. Samberg's dad was a millionaire. That's <laughs> so here's uh here here are them doing the transfusions. It's about a liter of blood that he's already, which is a fifth of his blood volume. That his son has already given to him. His poor, his poor son's going to be like a withered husk in like two more years. <laughs> well, what's insane is he, uh, the 45-year-old's dad is also doing the transfusion. Uh, with his blood? Are they just passing blood along back? No, with it says with Brian's blood. Uh -huh. Brian, yeah. The, the so he gives blood to the father and the father gives blood to the Aww, grandfather. That's so insane, sweet. They still do things people. together. Yeah, they're all morons. Do you love me now, Dad? <laughs> Shut up. Make more blood. <laughs> uh, uh, Shut so up. It costs Make more blood. <laughs> <laughs> it costs two billion a year to do this. This is insane. Like, like why? So that's just how much it costed to but do these treatments. To take blood out of one person and put it into another. I it guess also you got to pay up if you want to convince a doctor to waste his time on this shit. It involves a strict diet, sleep, exercise, and schedule, in addition to more experimental treatments. I think there's also... Oh, can, you read can you read two paragraphs down for me there? The FDA warms. These <laughs> are sufficiently unfounded. Scientifically unfounded. Oh, yeah. Scientifically oh they're unfounded. also sufficiently unfounded. There is no proven clinical benefit. Oh, well, you know, well, who are you going to According believe? to the FDA... Yeah. You're going to believe a doctor or you're going to believe a man with a lot of money? Yeah. yeah, like this guy did, didn't make a lot of money by listening to doctors. Well, that guy looks great. That's Mark McKinney of Kids in the Hall. <laughs> <laughs> That's his dad that he's giving blood to. Um, what, where did this guy down? make his money, does it say? It's a, it's a brain. Also, uh, somebody just calls him a narcissistic vampire millionaire. So did, they, yes. what, did all these transfusions happen on the same day? Because they're like, they're all in the a doctor's office, like. What's going on here? Like, cause it uh, if, he, if you do it on the same day, you're just passing the son's blood into yeah, the, right? father, the grandfather. And do they ride a three seat bike to the doctor's <laughs> office? <laughs> That's what I yeah. It's one of those ones that were like you sit in a circle. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if that's fucking. The bike? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the bike, yeah. Like the riders all sit in a circle. I've never seen that. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> this just looks like this like looks like a couple a throuple you would see at Pride. I you know, say, like this looks like that Janet Jackson album cover. Rob, quick, <laughs> F Mary Kill, quick. Oh, that's an easy. Oh, I can't. Oh, gotta I kill the old to. man. Yeah, I kill the old man. Okay, I guess marry the billionaire. I, I don't want to. I don't. I, I'll wait a year to to have sex with the son then, because it's <laughs> no, it's technically illegal. Oh All no, right, seventeen fine. is the age of consent. You knew that way too uh, quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is horrifying. What is this? 
All in this is the photo shoot no to, to, to blue, for this Bloomberg article unveiling there. And they, they were like, hey, let's get you guys barefoot on a hill? What is happening? <laughs> what magazine did this? Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Because Bloomberg uh, wants to try this shit out. You oh, for sure. My results from two years on Blueprint, which I guess is this uh, thing. Uh, metabolic health, top 1.5% of 18-year-olds. Uh, liver health, perfect enzymes. Iron stiffness uh, is 49. Liver fat, 1%. Excuse yeah, me, they're, they're measuring his stiffness? <laughs> what? I He's he has sixty six percent below average of a ten year old. What does that mean? He's reduced his age by thirty one years. Hold on, hold on. So this guy, this is the father talking. Yes, he's got. He's in the top one point five percentile of uh, eighteen year old fitness, is what he's saying. It's not the son. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. Also, number five. Could you read number five, Rob? Ninety nine percent. Tile sleep performance among whoop users. Whoop. Huh? Same chronological age. What I'm guessing whoop, whoop is a sleep uh, measuring whoop. app. Yeah. But why is it? <laughs> why is it like uh, cool to? So you sleep a lot. <laughs> like what am I supposed to get from? Oh, that? I, I, whoop is a sleep tracker. It looks like right, but so, he says he's in the 99th percentile, and I'm saying if I take Ambien, I bet I would be too. What does that, <laughs> yeah. well, that demonstrate? Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah. I don't know. I think it's also not just. I mean, not defending this lunacy in any way, but I think it's not just how long you sleep, but like the depth, the of quality, your sleep yeah. and blah blah blah. But the fucked up thing is, he has to sleep in the same bed as his dad and his son for to get these <laughs> results. They all share a bed. It's horrifying. The comments are hilarious. <laughs> you got one hundred percent sleep, and I didn't. But in five hundred years, we will both be one hundred percent dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is horrifying. It's fun. Let's let's hear what he sounds like. I've been spending millions of dollars. Oh, that's wow. There's a few little tricks I do throughout the day that make all the difference. I thought he'd be British. starts the moment. You did? Some Talmadge is a British sounding name. I don't know. I have a few little tricks I do during the day. One of them is having 14 quadrillion dollars and nothing to do all day. (laughs) So I just inject blood into my veins. Moment I wake up. One is when I wake up, I try to jump out of bed. I don't wait. I don't hit the snooze button. I don't try to get an extra 10 minutes. I just jump out of bed. I was just going to say, like, I don't hit the snooze button. Blood doesn't cure sinus issues, I guess. He's shoving (laughs) blood into every available organ. (laughs) Somebody wrote, imagine he died getting hit by lightning. (laughs) (laughs) With a lightning emoji, too. That's great. Oh, please make that happen. If there, if anything could shake my atheism, that would be it. That really helped me with forward momentum. Then I come in the bathroom, I turn oh, on this to the light, bathroom. which is specifically... No, no, no bodily fluids leave my body ever. It helps me feel awake in that moment. This guy definitely feel... tans his balls, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, that's a blood smoothie that he's drinking. (laughs) The day, it cements my circadian rhythm, which improves the sleep in the night. There's a lot of research that shows... This is confusing to me every two seconds. So why are (laughs) random words capitalized, like improves? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. 
This okay. might be auto-generated captions. Oh, okay. I think this captioner needs a little bit of a blood infusion. <laughs> Not sleeping well. This is very helpful, and you can do it on a daily basis. But taking these first two steps in the morning, a strong step out of bed, getting the light exposure really enables me to have the... You know what could give you light exposure? Walking the fuck outside. Yeah, so uh, far your advi- his advice so far has been wake up and go out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't hit the snooze button strength to push through my four hour and why are his nails this sky blue like oh so somebody else in the nails? comments wrote you do all this optimization and then paint your nails with chemicals interesting <laughs> well that's just over oxygenation from the eight gallons of bloody <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all natural <laughs> our routine on a daily basis and do it every single day my name is brian johnson you guys like wow. a literal vampire yeah i mean yeah does Sounds like a... every weather. Oh no! ABC. Whoa! Why? Wow! Wait, what an wow. unflattering bot! Like he's toned, he's muscular, but it's such an unflattering physique. And he's sitting on like a weird old wooden box. He's gonna get like splinters in his asshole. What is he doing? Um, does he have the sun just for the purposes of harvesting blood? Yes. Yes. He oh wow! He really. Pants. This photo really makes him look like a fucking vampire. Yeah, he like, looks 70 in this photo. It's woof. He looks like the Rob, guy the guy in the beginning scene of Prometheus. <laughs> Rob, can we get a quick side to side with this and uh our beloved Ron Jeremy? Oh. oh. To see Wait, who looks better. What is the future of technology way better we believe this? What is the future of human? We don't know. Not humanity. What is the future of human? <laughs> Hold on. Let me set up this Ron Jeremy side by it's side. It's probably some <laughs> weird like vocabulary thing that they use in these like life extension forums that they yeah. we don't say humanity. We say human. What about future of human? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was my cyborg implant. It gets the syntax <laughs> wrong sometimes. He's got his own Shannon St. Mainframe. Oh, oh, strikingly similar. <laughs> strikingly All similar. this time, Ron was you just know? getting blood from that young woman. If this you're listening on like audio, I do have to tell you, I'm sure you know already, but Rob has posted a picture of Ron Jeremy. <laughs> this is our, our favorite photo of Ron Jeremy. Uh, he has a belly button hernia in this photo. <laughs> My and, God, uh, that girl's parents failed on such a deep level. <laughs> and uh, this is how this is the photo we use to compare to all other uh, male presenting humans. <laughs> He's definitely. Why presenting. is she looking right into the camera? Because she wants to make sure her dad, billionaire Brian Johnson, knows it's her in the picture. <laughs> okay, she has to siphon spunk out of Ron Jeremy and deposit it into her father. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love me now, Dad? Suck harder. I'm making an Instagram video. <laughs> oh my god! I feel bad for this kid. Uh, kind of. Oh, do I, you? I mean, in a way, <laughs> you know, like he didn't ask for this. 
He's got like th- three microliters of blood left in his body. You feel bad for him? It's very nice of you. <laughs> also, I, I wonder if he's married still or divorced. I'm betting on divorce. What I just want to. I want to know who the kid's mom. Is. I really feel like he had this kid for this reason. Yeah, I'm sure there was like an egg donor situation. <laughs> he's just got a bunch of pods in his backyard. They're just like he grew the kid from Ron Jeremy's hernia. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you believe it? The woman is nine years his junior. Wait, they the woman's a... sucking Ron Jeremy's dick? <laughs> no, she's like 90 years. Yeah. <laughs> nine years the father's junior or the son's? The father's. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> she's nine years younger, but she looks. Oh, 15. no. <laughs> this headline, Rob. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I got a little cough. Uh, he left his fiance after breast cancer diagnosis. What a winner. So is this the mom of the kid or is this some new lady? Let's see. Uh, doesn't quite say. No, she can't. She, she had the baby with him when she, when she was 21. That's not right. I mean, it could wouldn't be, be but... with her that long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. Seems... I think it said up at the top of the article that they had a whirlwind romance. So that yeah. probably means mm. short. He probably caught her in bed with the kid. <laughs> I think I saw that video last week. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Your dad is out doing uh, Instagram videos about drinking blood. It's fine. He, had, he has two other children. Why are they off the hook? Why is this all on Talmadge? He didn't have the right kind of blood. Wow. Their other His other children are called uh, Jefferson and daughter Genevieve. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Well, Genevieve, less weird than Talmadge. Yeah. Jefferson's getting into like a little, you know, naming your kid a last name. Yeah. A little iffy. Genevieve's fine. Talmadge. So the firm, the firm that he owns, by the way, is a neurological uh, firm called Colonel. Mm. Uh, it looks very creepy. Oh. Better data, better brains. <laughs> it's a neurotechnology company. Oh, Definitely yeah. the type of guy I'd want to trust with my brain data. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find who uh, who his wife, who the mother of his children are. but I couldn't find I, it. You know what? I wonder if there even is one. It could have just, yeah. just been a surrogate. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Surrogate. And it could have made, made him in a box. Who the fuck knows with this guy? Yeah. Yeah, Do you think no, he's had a fecal no transplant? I bet he has. Yes. Yes. What is that? They take somebody else's poop and shove it up your butt. <laughs> For better gut health. That, that, For better that, gut that... health. It's re- this is a real thing. I swear to God. Look it up. How does that help? They have better gut health than you do. So the idea is that their poop is better than yours and will have like the bacteria you want in it. I see. So but they, doesn't shove, they... I'm sorry, they shove yeah. their poop up your digestive system. But doesn't the shit just come right out? Like, what's so the bacteria gets dropped off? Uh, that's a great question to which I don't know the answer. I, I'm so, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, 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 no. I heard about this thing like a year ago, and I thought it was a joke, but like it's a real thing. And uh, I was like, who the fuck would ever do this? How did we miss this story, Rob? I don't know. I don't know. This is right up our alley. I failed us. <laughs> Literally right up our alley. I feel like we did talk about this a few years ago. <laughs> Maybe. That's that so is true. Cool. We do have a very 
long and storied archive at this show. And yeah, any poop news, usually we're right on top of it. <laughs> Anytime poop is in the headlines. You have a Google alert? <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Uh, yeah, I can't seem to find anything. You're probably right. The There's probably no mom. Very crazy. Or she signed an NDA and is just or off the grid. Oh, he is Mormon, though, I found. Which Oh, there we go. Well, he left the church when he was 34. Uh, so. <laughs> because they wouldn't let him take blood from his child. <laughs> yeah. When your shit is even too weird for the Mormon church, <laughs> that's that's something. Yeah, that's this is very creepy. Has he seen Battlefield Earth? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be right up his alley. Um, I do love that he dumped his fiance because she had breast cancer. Well, her that, genetics that aren't pure. He's trying to get better with that stuff. He doesn't want cancer in the bloodline. <laughs> I mean, he loves her, but let's be real here. Yeah. No time for that. No time for that. He can't take her breasts and inject them into an older breast to make better breasts. No, he injected them into his breasts. Yeah. That. The look on Darren's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> she had to have a mastectomy and he went up to the doctor and he's like, what are you, you going to do with that boob? When it's done? <laughs> Can I have that boob? <laughs> I don't think you'd want that one. Well, give me the other one. Lop the other one off. <laughs> yeah, while you're in, while you're <laughs> at it, that one's fine. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a juice box to him. Just put a little Capri Sun, oh. titty blood. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good band name, Titty Blood. Capri Sun. Eddie be. Trunk is seeing them next week. There, there must be a he wait no, he doesn't see like actually heavy bands. He sees no. like you know Amaranth. Well that's the problem. <laughs> it's, 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 New York now only shows titty blood type bands and not right. the bands he wants to see. Not like eighteen months ago. Yeah. <laughs> no more Saigon kick shows. Very no more. <laughs> it just used to be Epica, night after night after night. <laughs> What are you typing, Rob? So my dad is annoying me about my fucking HBO Max password. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, don't you wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't mm. you use my HBO Max account? I do. So you're sharing but... my shit with your dad now? No. That is incorrect. I learned uh, uh recently uh that <laughs> if you have a cell phone with AT&T uh, when they owned Warner, there was a whole thing where you just get grandfathered into getting free HBO Max. Okay. So just my cell phone account has an HBO account. So I. What made... is your dad watching on there? I don't know. I don't. I haven't logged into my. I'm account so curious there. now. Probably like, like Schwarzenegger point? movies. He watches just like like the most basic action movies. You don't like think he's watching like the account. Sex and the City reboot or anything on there? <laughs> I know I am. That's what I. That's going back to what I was saying about Batman and, uh, and Superman. Like the new Sex and the City series is absolutely terrible, but I could not look away. It was so fun 
to hate watch at, at how they get like humanity wrong. <laughs> like like the the script is pre AI, but it was written by robots. Isn't that because... character from the show Your Avatar on my HBO Max account? Yeah, now? Che. Well, see, here's the, so when HBO switched to Max, yeah. I learned that for each for your profile, you could pick a profile photo. Mm-hmm. So I thought, who is the most annoying person I could pick? And of course, it was Che from the sec- the new Sex of the City series. Uh, they are a, a gender non-binary character that uh, it's like a podcaster, Miranda, right? Who's a uh, she's a oh, they're a comedian and and a podcaster. Okay, and uh, they are responsible for Miranda's funniest line I've heard in the entire series. Do you want to go to the comedy show? <laughs> Or a comedy show? Was it no a comedy concert? I think comedy concert was the phrase. Like there was a phrase. It's like who talks like nobody talks like that. <laughs> and it we're wasn't meant as a concert. joke. It was just like a normal no line of dialogue. They kept saying it, like we're going to the comedy concert. We're going but, to Chase comedy concert. But what about future of human? <laughs> comedy concert is future of human. It, oh, there it's you go. So, it's it's very bad. It's it the scripts are terrible, but it's great. I heard what's her name is coming back. She's rocking uh, it. Yeah, she got. Yeah. I'm sure she got a lot of money to do exactly yep, to one stand scene. in a different room and not actually have to talk to Sarah. She Joseph takes the, the ski mask off. Yes, exactly. What's <laughs> so fucked up about? <laughs> what's so fucked up about the first season of the reboot is so uh, her character is a was Carrie's publicist, and the storyline is Carrie got a new publicist, and the two of them had a falling out. And Samantha moved to the UK. So the whole season, uh, Carrie is trying to text Samantha and Samantha's not texting back. And then finally she starts texting her back and Carrie is in Europe and she's like, can we see each other? And Samantha says, I would like that. And then there's a fade implying you're about to see Samantha on the show. And I'm like, like knowing the Hollywood behind that i'm like wait no but she's not on the series how are they going to pull this off they don't <laughs> it's the scene just happens and you don't see it and it's like why even do this why build this up so this was the most built up thing in the whole season leading to nothing it happens off camera <laughs> like, is it in like last episode about. yeah it's it's in the so last episode teaser for the next season no, 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 but it happened, and then she talks about it with the other three. She talks afterwards. about seeing Samantha. Yes, yes, oh. it happens off I don't, camera. And I don't we... think they can be in a room together, dude. I know they can't. Yeah. I know they can't. So she's like, not I even mean, in, in the room with any of them. When you'd, she's have to, you'd have to green screen it or something. Like, yeah, yeah, well, don't. why even have that plot point is what I'm saying. Because Just, she's, yeah, it's so stupid. So there were so many weird plot attention. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you do watch the Fast and Furious movies, Note as they go on, Vin Diesel increasingly they find story ways to have him be alone, and it's because nobody can stand him. Wow. Well, I I heard now he's uh, calling out Jason Momoa for this movie for overacting. I think he said. Oh, when I saw the movie, I was like, it ends on a cliffhanger, and if it didn't, there's no way that he would let Momoa come back for the sequel because Momoa steals the movie, and mm. that just can't be okay with Vin Diesel. Because he's like the main writer of the movie, right? Like he's involved with the. He's one of the. He doesn't write them, but he's uh, one of the producers, and he wields a lot of power. The director on this movie quit a week into production. 
a lot of directors won't work with Vin Diesel. A lot of famous directors have turned down Fast and Furious movies because they won't work with Vin Diesel. So why it's just he he doesn't compromise. He only wants to put himself over. Like what's his? He's a diva. Hmm. He's a total diva, which is also like very uh, clear when you're watching the movies and all of his storylines are like, and his shit ends world hunger. Like it's just always ridiculous. I see. I can see why him and The Rock don't get along. Because <laughs> I feel like The Rock gets very similar complaints. So it's two alphas, like, man. You can't. Yeah, they they probably, like, like who's, whose character is the one saving the world, you know? First? Oh, you know, they have it in their contracts that, like, nobody can lose a fight. And they can get, they can only get punched equal numbers of times. Like, this is shit that they negotiated. The Rock and Vin Diesel. Right, so, so if Vin Diesel punches him five times, he has to punch Vin Diesel. And all fights between them have to end in a tie. Oh, my God. Now, so when they have, like, has it, no one has ever, like, if somebody, if Vin Diesel and The Rock are fighting, then someone comes from behind Vin Diesel and hits him with the chair, could The Rock win the fight then or not even? Then someone has to come and hit The Rock with the chair, too. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. You know, because that's how they get. And by the way, I should say it extends beyond them. It apparently started with them, but I've heard that Mm -hmm. at this point, most of the main cast has some. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure. Once you see Vin Diesel negotiating it, like, hey, why not negotiate it for yourself as well? If you can get away with it, I feel like if I was like Tyrese or or Sung Kang, I would like go to the producers and say, "I will lose every fight," (laughs) just to like Like, be different. For me, also though, with Tyrese, is like, what other bookings is he getting nowadays? <laughs> or like, is Ludacris still in the franchise? He wasn't. Yeah, Tyrese was in Morbius. How dare you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Actually, I feel like Tyrese works more in other stuff than Vin Diesel does. When's the last time Vin Diesel was in anything that wasn't a Fast and Furious movie? I, I agree, but but I think that's also because Vin Diesel doesn't need to work, right? Like. He's getting those producer points. Um, that's true, but what's he going to do when this is done? If it's ever, it's done? never going to be done. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's all. never ending. Also, that's why like, am I worried about? Big... <laughs> why yeah. am I so worried about Vin Diesel's future? <laughs> <laughs> Vin, go back to school. Get your degree. What's Maybe that do? could he's, be your next. Gonna re... okay. Maybe that could be your next blog post. Is just like ideas for Vin Diesel's next move after Fast and Furious ends. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. Just pitch him like a top 10 ideas of what he could do next. DeVry, for sure. <laughs> Barbazon. Barbazon. No, he's just going to reboot the Triple X franchise. Oh, we my tried God. that. It didn't work. Oh, it happened already? Did I miss this? They did it a few years ago. Oh, wow. How about playing oh. bass for Pantera? Um, No, Momoa's got that job. <laughs> I thought Momoa plays bass for Metallica. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, now you left me with some homework, Matt. Okay, great. Fast Five and on, because I I am curious about these movies. Yeah. You're not going to have a hard time figuring out, like, what happened. You know what I mean? (laughs) My Yeah, like, my favorite kind of movie is one where I could, like, you know, just check out and browse Twitter while the exposition is happening, and then, like, oh, some action's happening. Let me put down Twitter for a minute. And then, like, follow that. Like, oh, that looked cool. Back to Twitter. <laughs> uh, in Fast 6, the opening credits are literally, like, a previously on. Oh, wow. Oh, So great. that's helpful. That is helpful. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about our Spotify playlist. Every week we like to pick a few 
little doozies and uh, put them in a playlist we call the Spotify uh, Music, uh, I mean the RAP Livecast Music Break on Spotify. And uh, you could search for that on Spotify. Have I said Spotify enough? I don't think so. Spotify, Spotify. So uh, we have like what? 35 hours of music in here. So you can get yourself some good variety. And uh, my pick this uh, this week is from a, a new group that I just found out about, which I think is a live cast appropriate. The name of the artist is Knower. And ah! no, that's that's not Thor Shredstein saying Noah's name. <laughs> it's like it's somebody who knows. Knower. K-N-O-W-E-R. Uh, it's a duo. They're uh, electronic, I guess. Well, you picked he- it, so yeah, I'm yeah. guessing it's probably all. They're very, they're very heavy. They're they're like jazz. I would say it's more jazz than ele- it's like jazz electronic. And it's Avant-Garde. heavy, did you say? Yeah, it's funk. The song that I picked Rob, have you movie. actually listened to this song? You're just saying yes. random words now. Well, I just learned of this band this week. Uh, uh, my friend Anthony recommended them to me. Well, when he says it's heavy. I mean, it's all the songs are about the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> No, the BPMs are pretty high, so it's like a, it's like a, a serious, a, a pulsing drum beat, which was very impressive. This is a short song, three minutes. It's called "The Abyss." So check that out. That's my pick. Uh, uh, Axel, what did you pick? I picked a, a a new song, a hot new single. No, I picked a song from like <laughs> 1988 called "Memories Can't Wait" by Living Color. It's a cover of a Talking Head song. And I've been listening to it a lot lately. I mean, I've been listening to it a lot most of my life, but just recently a lot for some reason. And yeah, I, I love that song. And I, I thought I'd share it with you all. Thank you. Welcome. They recently, uh, they recently played Madison Square Garden opening for, wait for it. Avenged Falling, <laughs> Falling in Reverse and Avenged Sevenfold, yes. That hasn't happened. Really? Yet. Oh, it hasn't happened? Oh, no. Okay. I, I know because Ben and I are going to that show. <laughs> just for Living Color? Or no, you like Avenged Sevenfold. I like Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, yeah. No, just for falling in reverse. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, honestly, like I would go, and I, I like seeing Avengers full live, but falling in reverse, having to be stuck for an hour in uh, energy yeah. to see falling in reverse. Go get a pretzel like, or something. Believe me, that's definitely high on my list of concerns. What do we do in between <laughs> Living Color and Avengers? <laughs> well, not to one up Matt, but I played a song from 1989. Oh, so much more current than you. <laughs> uh, and it's by Cool G Rap and DJ Polo, uh, one of the most influential hip hop artists of the 80s and um, influenced Biggie Smalls and Nas and Queens native. Uh, and I was just in the mood for some old school boom bap hip hop. So nice. I'd like to share it with our audience. Thank you. And uh, the rare occasion where I have the newest song on the list, uh, I picked uh, the band Lectron, which is a brand new band featuring members of Alkaline Trio, Rocket from the Crypt, and AFI. And if you like any of those bands, you'll like this. It's very good. It's a toe tapper. It's called She's a War. And it came out this week. And look at me picking a new song for once. Is it a new band made up of like uh, lots of old people, though? Yes. Yeah. So still, yeah. It's new with an asterisk. Yeah. It counts. Thank you. And of course, if you you're like, wow, this live cast was great. I don't want to. I want to keep listening to the live cast. I need more live cast. But I've heard all the other free episodes. Where do I get more live cast? Well, 
throw us a few bones. Hit up our Patreon. Patreon.com slash RIP Livecast. Five bucks a month, you get all these episodes. You get like 50, 60 bonus episodes at your disposal. It's like it's like RIP Livecast Plus. RIP Livecast Max. Drop the HBO. <laughs> Uh, and we have a ton of great stuff. Like Sid mentioned, our featured episode right now on our Patreon. We had so much fun watching Vince Neil, My Story, which is this like very cheap documentary on Access TV. No, about... wasn't it Reels? Oh, on Reels. I'm sorry. It was on Reels. Even an even smaller channel than Access TV. <laughs> but somehow uh, we found that and not the yeah. Access show. Yeah, Bandit right. is the one that was on Access. Because I don't know get... if you know this, uh, Matt, but Vince Neil is the host of an American Idol-like reality series on Access called What Are You Talking Bandit? About? Is this real? Yes! When well, we don't know. It? We can't find it. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible to find yeah. on their website even though yeah. they... But it does air There's a trailer for the... it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I definitely recommend looking up the trailer. It's insane that like someone funded this and thought that, yes, let's make Vince Neil the star of this vehicle. A guy who can't sing anymore is going to judge your singing. He can barely talk, honestly. Yeah, he can barely speak. <laughs> Half conscious. He needs some blood from his son, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what this is. They're just auditioning blood bags for Vince Neil. That must be it. So Any discarded this... mastectomy titties. Oh, my God. Wheel them in on the Rob Zamboni. condom. Yeah, <laughs> that's why the episodes aren't available. They don't want you knowing these people's whereabouts once they <laughs> they're executed for uh, Vince Neil's right. blood. We did learn one new thing during this documentary, which is how Razzle died. Yeah, like the literal. Not he was in a car crash, but the specifics of his death. What were the specifics? He we was don't holding. Spoil it. Oh. You got to pay for that. I thought I was going to give away a teaser. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, do that. You could do that. No, I don't want to. No, you're right. You made a good point. No, he's right. I, I should have to pay. We'll tell you off air. We'll tell you off air. But everybody, we'll tell you off off air how Razzle died. But if you want to learn how somebody died, pay us. Yeah, I'm uh, patreon.com slash Livecast. There's tons of great other content in there. And Sid does a weekly TV recommendation column. So if you need something to watch, Sid will will, uh, uh, recommend things uh, for you. Got you covered every week with new stuff. And so uh, that's on our Patreon. And if you want to throw us a few extra bonesies, uh, then uh, I'm having a brain fart here. Ten bucks a month <laughs> yeah. makes you, you get a, a shout top, out. top Livecast fan of the week, and you get a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. How should we do the shout outs? Can I suggest it's you as Eddie Trunk complaining about various characteristics of these people? Oh, boy, folks. Well, you know what? I went over to Eric's house. He didn't offer me a cup of water, even. This is my Eddie Trunk. I don't know why I sound like <laughs> <laughs> All right. You made and a choice. I, Go with it. And, this and is and like I your did. forced Whitaker moment. And here I am in Times Square. And did you know the traffic here is crazy? I went over to, to Benjamin. And I'm like, why is the traffic so crazy? He said, talk to Dan R. And Dan R. told me, they're like, hey, this is New York. And I'm like, how dare you tell me this is New York? And uh, Sam, I am. He owns me about 20 bucks because I lent him Mindy, Mindy Mayer's Kippa. Uh, and uh, we, we took a trip to Shasur Shasusitz. And uh, we went and uh, I don't know. This isn't working. But uh, <laughs> we went and hung out with Hugo, who likes tacos. And uh, Lando Danks is uh, what's the deal with I miss the old New York. 
Corey and Scotty H, <laughs> oh Doug Pigman, Douglas Huyu Levison, LaCroix, and hey guys, it's Josh. All right, thank you for tuning in, folks. We'll be back next week. Till then, ta-ta.